Now this is a classic fairy tale, but it's probably quite different from the version that you know, and might be a bit scary, actually. It's an old German folk tale, and it's called Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Now there was once a queen, a very beautiful queen, and one winter it was snowing, the snowflakes were falling like feathers from the sky, and she sat by a window which was open, and she was gazing out as she was sewing. Now she pricked her finger on the needle, and three drops of blood dropped onto the snow. And she looked at it, and how beautiful it was, the contrast between the red blood and the white snow. And she said, I wish I had a child who was as white as snow and as red as blood. And I wish that she was also as dark, as black as the ebony frame of this window. And what she wished for came true. A daughter was born, who was as fair as snow, cheeks as red as blood, and eyes and hair as black as ebony. Now the child grew up, and she became more and more beautiful as she grew. Now the queen was extremely vain and she had a magic mirror that always spoke the truth. And she used to stand in front of this mirror, and she would say, Mirror, mirror on the wall, who in this land is fairest of all? And the mirror would reply, You, my queen, are the fairest of all. And so the queen was happy, knowing that she was the most beautiful woman in all the kingdom. But when Snow White, Little Snow White, they always called her, when Little Snow White had grown to be seven years old, then the queen stood in front of the mirror again and said, Mirror, mirror on the wall, who in this land is fairest of all? And the mirror replied, You, my queen, may have a beauty quite rare, but Little Snow White is a thousand times more fair. Well, when the queen heard that, she was furious. She shook with rage and jealousy. And even though the beautiful little child was her own daughter, she hated her. She hated her with a passion. And so she decided that she could not live as being the second most beautiful woman in the kingdom, and that Snow White had to die. So she called a huntsman to her, and she said, Take little Snow White deep into the forest, and plunge a dagger into her heart, and then cut me out her lungs and her liver, and bring them to me, so that I know that you have done this deed, and I shall cook them with salt and eat them. Well, the huntsman took little Snow White deep into the forest, and he took his knife out and he brandished it over her. He held it over her, ready to drive it into her breast. 
and the poor little girl screamed, and she fell on her knees, and she begged for mercy. Spare my life, don't kill me, she said, and I will run away deep into the forest and never come back again. Well, the huntsman decided that, well, he couldn't kill her. She was so lovely and so innocent, and she didn't deserve this. And at that moment a wild boar rushed out of the bushes, and the huntsman killed it, and he cut out its lungs and its liver, and he brought it back to the queen while little Snow White ran away. Well, when the queen was presented with that, she cooked them, she boiled them in salt, and ate them. And then she thought that that was the end of Snow White. But it wasn't. Snow White was lost in the forest. She didn't know where to go or what to do. And she ran and ran, and when she got tired, she walked all day until it was getting dark. And she saw a little house. Now, it was a beautiful, neat, tidy little house. And she went up to it and knocked at the door. There was no answer, so she went in. And there was a little table set in the middle of the room, and it had a lovely white tablecloth over it, and there were seven little dishes, and seven little spoons, and seven little knives, and seven little forks, and seven little goblets, little mugs. Now, she went over to them, and there was food on them, and there was wine in the goblets. So she took a little bit of the vegetables and a little bit of bread from each plate, because she thought it was unfair to eat all of one plate. So she took a little bit from each, and she took a little sip from each mug as well. And after she'd eaten, she felt sleepy. So she went to lie down. Now, there was seven little beds at the side of the wall, and she tried all of them, but they weren't right. They were too short or too long. But eventually the last one, the seventh one, was just right, and she fell fast asleep. Now, later, the people who lived in the house came home, they were seven dwarves who worked in mines in the mountains, and they mined for gold. Now they noticed that things weren't as they left them, and the one said, someone's been sitting in my chair, and the other one said, someone's been eating my vegetables, and the third one said, someone's been eating my bread, and the fourth one said, Someone's been using my fork. And another one said, Someone's been using my knife. And another one said, Someone's been using my spoon. And the seventh said, Someone's been drinking from my cup. Well, they looked around to see what was happening, see who was there. And one of them noticed, somebody's been sleeping in my bed, he said. And the second one said, somebody's been sleeping in my bed. And so said all the rest of them, until it came to the seventh. And the seventh one said, ah, 
Someone is sleeping in my bed. And they were afraid. They had little candles each with them, but they chomped back in fear, because they weren't particularly brave. Now they went over and they looked closer and they saw it was just a child, the most beautiful little girl, lying sound asleep and looking so sweet and innocent. They didn't have the heart to wake her up. So the dwarf whose bed it was took turns sleeping in the other dwarf's beds as well, until the morning came and the maiden woke up. Well, when she saw these little dwarves, she was a bit frightened, but they were kind to her, they spoke gently. And she told them the story of how her mother had sent her off with the huntsman and had tried to kill her and that now she was run away and couldn't go home, and they felt so sorry for her. And they said, you can stay and live with us, but you have to keep the house for us. Keep it clean and tidy, cook our meals, and net for us and sew for us. And if you can do all of these things, then you can stay here. And she said, I'll try my best. And so she did. She stayed with the dwarfs, and she kept house for them. Now, meanwhile, the queen, thinking that Snow White was still dead, went back to the magic mirror and said, Mirror, mirror on the wall, who in this land is fairest of all? And the mirror said, You, my queen, have a beauty quite rare, but beyond the seven mountains this I must tell. Little Snow White is living quite well. Indeed, she's still a thousand times more fair. Well, when the Queen heard that, she was furious, and she knew that the only people that lived over those mountains was the seven dwarfs. She knew about them, but she paid no attention to them, had no interest in them at all. But she knew where to go. And she was cunning. Oh, yes, my dear, she was cunning. And she painted her face, and she whitened her hair so that she looked like an old woman. And then she got some beautiful laces, and she set off to Snow White's house, all dressed in rags. Now the dwarfs had warned Snow White you must be careful. Your mother might come looking for you. You can't let her in. Let no one in the house. So, thus one day, the dwarfs had left. The door was barred. And an old woman came by. And she said, Hello, my pretty. I have pretty things to sell. Would you like to buy some of my beautiful things? Oh, I can't let you in, she said. Um, but she thought to herself, you know, she's such a harmless, nice-looking old woman. I, I, I can't not let her in. So she said, what do you have for sale? Laces, laces, my dear. And she held up the most beautiful laces. They were all beautiful color. They were yellow and red and blue. Well... Snow White thought she's safe enough, so she 
opened the door and let the old woman in. And she said, these laces would look lovely on your stays. Now, stays are like a, it's a corset. You lace up, up your front. And the old woman said, well, look at the state that you're in. You're so sloppily tied up. Come, let me do it. And she took some of these new laces, and she laced the little corset that little Snow White was wearing, and she pulled it so tight, and she tied the laces so tight that little Snow White couldn't breathe, and she fell down on the ground, gasping, couldn't breathe. She fell down like she was dead. The queen laughed and went off into the forest. Well, that night, when the seven dwarfs came back, they found Snow White lying on the floor, and they looked at her, and it seemed she wasn't breathing. And they said, Look at her stays, they're laced too tight. And they took a knife out, and they cut the laces. And, ah, oh, she was able to breathe again. And she was fine after a short time. And they said, You've got to be more careful than that, Snow White. That was your mother, the queen, that came by trying to kill you. You must promise never to let anyone in again. I'll never let anyone in, she said. Now the queen went home, very happy with herself, knowing that she'd killed little Snow White. And again she went in front of the mirror, and she said, Mirror, mirror on the wall, who in this land is fairest of all? And the mirror replied to her, You, my queen, may have a beauty quite rare, but little Snow White's alive, this I must tell. She's with the dwarves and doing quite well. Indeed, she's still a thousand times more fair. Well, when the queen heard that, she was furious. She knew that somehow Snow White, little Snow White had survived and she pondered what to do to be rid of her. Now, she was a sorceress as well. She knew magic, not good magic, but the dark kind. And she knew how to create poisons, and how to make a poisoned comb, that if you stuck it in someone's hair, would poison them, and they would die. So she mixed her potions and made her poison, and she poisoned the comb. And then she waited. And again she dressed herself up in disguise. She painted her face again and coloured her hair, but she made herself look different this time and wore different clothes so that little Snow White wouldn't recognise her as being the same old woman. Well, she set off. And the dwarves left the house in the morning, and they told little Snow White not to open the door for anyone. And away they went. Well, a while later, along comes an old woman. Ah, I have pretty things to sell, she says. I have lovely things to sell you. Oh, I can't let you in. I'm sorry that the dwarves have forbidden it, said little Snow White. Oh, but... Look at this, and she produced a beautiful comb that sparkled and shone in the sunlight. Oh, what could be nicer than a beautiful comb for your hair? 
And little Snow White thought, Well, she seems pleasant enough. She seems harmless. She won't harm me. And she's a different woman from the one that came the other day. So again, she opened the door, and in went the wicked queen. And she said, Let me comb your hair for you. And she combed the hair, and she stuck the comb into her hair, and as soon as the teeth of the comb touched the hairs, the roots of her hair, she fell down as though she was dead, poisoned by the comb. And then the queen laughed and left, and headed back to her castle. Well, that night, after the dwarfs had finished work, they came back, and there, lying on the floor, was Snow White. They ran to her to see what was wrong, but the laces looked fine on, on her stays. But then they noticed the comb in her hair, and they pulled the comb out, and with that little Snow White's eyes opened, and she was okay, she was alive again. Now, they warned her again, never, ever open the door to anyone. It doesn't matter who never opened that door. Now, the queen went back to the palace, and she looked into her magic mirror and said, Mirror, mirror on the wall, who in this land is fairest of all? And the mirror replied, You, my queen, may have a beauty quite rare, but little Snow White's alive, and this I must tell, she's with the dwarves and doing quite well. Indeed, she's still a thousand times more fair. Well, when the queen heard that, she was furious, and she had to sit down and think of a plan to be rid of little Snow White for once and for all. And she hit upon her old favourite again, poison, and she decided that she would poison an apple and bring to the child. She selected a beautiful apple that was green on one side and red on the other, and she poisoned it. And then she got herself all dressed up, coloured her hair again, and made herself look like a peasant woman, like a farmer's wife. And she set off back to the seven dwarfs' house. Now again the dwarfs had left for work, and they had warned Snow White not to open the door for anyone under any circumstances. Well, along comes this peasant woman, this farmer's wife, with a basket full of delicious-looking apples. And she said, Hello, dear, would you like to buy some apples? Oh, I can't let you in, she said. The dwarves have forbidden it. I, I cannot do it. Oh, well, never mind, said the woman happily. But I'll tell you what. I'll give you an apple as a gift. Oh, well, no, 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 I'd better not, said Snow White. Oh, you're afraid, said the wicked queen, who was pretending to be the farmer's wife. Oh, you're afraid, of course. Well, look, let me show you how innocent they are. And she took a knife, and she cut one of the apples in two. And she took the green side and left 
the red side, the juicy-looking, delicious-looking side, untouched, because she had only poisoned the red side. The green side was fine, and she ate it in front of little Snow White. So little Snow White could see that it was quite safe. And so she took the red half of the apple. She bit into it, and no sooner had she bitten into it than she fell down dead on the floor. Well, the queen laughed and went home. And this time when she said to the mirror, Mirror, mirror on the wall, who in this land is fairest of all? The mirror replied, You, my queen, are now the fairest of all. And so she was happy. She was delighted. Now, the dwarfs came home, and they found little Snow White lying dead on the floor. And they tried to revive her. They checked the laces on her stays, but the laces were fine. They checked her hair for any poisoned implements, but nothing. Nothing that they did could revive her. And so they sat down and they wept. They wept for three whole days. Well, they were going to bury Snow White. But, you know, she looked like she was sleeping. She didn't look dead at all. She looked like she was just about to wake it up any moment. And they didn't have the heart to bury her in the cold, dark ground. So they made a coffin out of glass, and they placed little Snow White in it. And little Snow White lay there, just as fresh and sweet-looking as ever. Her face was still had the blush of the red cheeks. Everything about her was like she was alive. Now, the dwarfs sat by the coffin, and they kept it in the house, and one of them always stayed at home to be sitting next to her never to leave her on her own. And they were always so sad. Now, a long time passed, and still Snow White was lying in her coffin, just as fresh as the day she had fallen on the floor. Now there was a prince out riding in the forest, and he'd got lost, and he came to the dwarf's house, and he asked if he could come in and spend the night, and they agreed, they let him in. And he saw there the glass coffin that contained the most beautiful young woman, for the years had passed, you know, the most beautiful young woman he'd ever seen in his life, and he fell in love with her. He thought she was the most beautiful, exquisite thing he'd ever seen in his life. And he longed just to look at her. And the next morning, when it was time for him to go, he said, I cannot bear to leave this beautiful maiden. May I buy the coffin from you? And the dwarf said, No. No, we could never sell the coffin and 
little Snow White, not for all the gold in the world would we take for her. Then would you give her as a gift? asked the prince. For if I cannot gaze upon her every day, I surely will die. And we will treat her with honour and dignity and love. Well, the dwarfs felt sorry for him, and so they agreed. And the prince had servants come, and they took the coffin back to the castle where he lived. And sure enough, he couldn't bear to be away from the coffin. He sat in front of it all day long, and at night he slept in the room with the coffin in it as well. Whenever he went from one room to another, servants had to carry the coffin through as well. Now, some of the servants became angry about this. They couldn't be bothered to carry this coffin around everywhere. Wherever he went, it had to go, and they were fed up with it. And one day, when the prince wasn't around, they opened the lid of the coffin, and they tried to lift up Snow White. Now, what they were trying to do, I don't know. But when they did that, as soon as they tipped her up, the piece of poison apple fell from her mouth, and her eyes opened, and she climbed out the coffin quite well. And when the prince came in, he was so overjoyed to see her, he scooped her up in his arms, and he told her how much he loved her, how he adored her, how he worshipped her. And she had never seen such a handsome man in her life, and she fell in love with him too. And so the two of them were to be married. Now invites went to all their relatives, their friends, and other kings and queens in neighbouring kingdoms. And Invite went to the wicked queen, her mother. Now, the queen had received this invite for a wedding, because she didn't know who the bride was. And she got dressed up in her finery, and she went back to that mirror, and she said, Mirror, mirror on the wall, who in this land is fairest of all? And the mirror replied, You, my queen, may have beauty quite rare, but little Snow White is a thousand times more fair. And when the queen heard that, she almost burst with fury. How could this be? How could it be that Snow White was still alive? Well, she went off to the wedding, and when she came into the great hall where the prince was, her eyes were cast towards the bride, and when she saw the bride she recognised her as little Snow White, and she was so furious and jealous and shocked that she stood rooted to the floor. Now the prince knew all about the wicked queen and all the things that she had done to try to be rid of little Snow White. And he had a pair of iron shoes made, 
and he heated them over the fire until they were red hot, and then he made the wicked queen put them on and dance. And the red hot metal burnt her feet terribly, the pain was awful, but she was compelled to dance and dance and dance until she danced herself to death. 